Welcome to the podcast. I'm Jay Laugh. This is Stu Boss. In this episode, we talk with Kate Wilson on I Can Start a Food Business. Let's get into it. enjoying the content please share and don't forget to smash that like button we're available at soundcloud.com slash online itunes and google play in today's episode we have a special guest kate wilson i want to allow her the opportunity to elaborate on what it is that she does kate yes thank you for having me i am the founder and owner of a company called my pretty little pretzel located in Carmel, Indiana, and we create handmade custom confections utilizing high-end chocolate and emulsions and toppings to create unique and tasty sweet touch points for the VIPs in your life. Uh, 90% of my business is corporate orders that we deliver to trade shows and events both in town and across the country. And with the mix. May, just right around the corner, we move into graduation and wedding and race parties, so we do quite a bit of seasonal work as well. Why did you decide to get started in your industry? That's a great question. (laughs) I actually formerly have a sales and development background and also was a triathlon coach for a high-performance youth and junior team. And back in November of 2015, while I was down in Florida um, at U.S. Nationals for triathlon, I had um, ex- experienced some kind of a back issue. Didn't realize what had happened, really, um, until I came back into Indiana and significantly went from bad to worse. And uh, resulted in complete immobility and ended up having surgery in February, several months later. And during that time, it was just a very kind of reawakening for me. It was a very dark time. I thought I was doing exactly what I was supposed to be doing, where God had called me. And um, leading women's Bible study, I mean, doing just the traditional going through life, and God very clearly said he had a different direction for me. Um, never thought in my wildest dreams I could have a chocolate company. <laughs> in fact, people had said, oh, have you been on Shark Tank? They've got the pretzel company. And I kept always making excuses. Um, well, the world doesn't need another chocolate company, and where am I going to get funding? But after my significant injury uh, and actually recovery, I realized that none of this is by our own design, that we are called for great purpose. And right now, God is using chocolate um, to bring a message of love and sweet treats and touch points to people in a very relational way. And so that's kind of how this all started. (laughs) And um, initially, when I started, I actually, it was just my name, Kate Wilson, LLC. And that was in July of 2016, July of, yeah, 2016. And that October, I got my first large corporate order which was about $8,500 order to ship 220 boxes, custom confection boxes across the country. It went fast forward very quickly. (laughs) That is amazing. Let's talk about that startup process. Did you have any doubts during the startup phases? Well, 
absolutely. You know, not having a formal food background, I consider myself a passionate foodie. I've always, and being a triathlon coach, I eat very healthy, and I just kind of laugh, you know, how did God take a triathlon coach and move her into the world of chocolate? But I had been making pretzels with my kids for years and years, and people kept asking for them. It was just really that confidence to take it from just kind of a hobby into, okay, now what do I need to do? And though I didn't know at the time when I was kind of in my quieting stage, I'm all about the details. I'm all, I really think a lot about mantras and things that have been a part of, of just the integrity of who I am. And, you know, you get the one chance to make a first impression. And I knew when I rolled this out, I, I had a look of my product. I knew the plastic bag I wanted to use. Not exactly where to get the bag, but I had a look and a feel. I knew I didn't want to be made in a homemade kitchen, right? I knew that eventually this was bigger. I didn't know if it was going to be in retail, but I, I had an idea that I, my name is going out on this, and so I want it to be very professional. I want it to be made with love. I, I want people to see this and go, wow, somebody took some time and care into putting this product and packaging together. It moved pretty quickly after that, um, just in the sense that I just <laughs> would research online, you know, how, how do I do this? And there's all these licensing to have commercial and to be able to do food when I started. Well, still today, I mean, in the food, there's all these different um, health departments, no matter what county you're in. But just really educating myself and not having all the answers up front, but just continually taking one day at a time to kind of move in that space and learn as I go. What sets your company apart? And I know that you have an interesting quote on the back of your business cards. Absolutely. Well, my business card quote um, is actually a scripture, 1 Corinthians sixteen fourteen. let all that you do be done in love. My kind of unofficial tagline is a little bit of chocolate and a whole lot of love. And the one thing that I know to be true, no matter what religion, what form of Christianity you take, how you treat people, integrity, the one fundamental thing that I know is that we proceed in love. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your strength, your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. And so... That doesn't matter if I have one customer, a small customer that has an individual box, or I have a 200-box order. Everything needs to be made with love and have that integrity across the board. What are some of your top-selling items? Wow, it just really depends on the client. You know, uh, two of my most popular pretzel flavors, uh, are one is called Aren't You Glad You Tried Me. It's a custom spicy sort of sweet and savory sugar scrub that has ancho and cayenne and fun dark chocolate and really kind of like a Mexican chocolate, if you will, and that goes great with beer and red wine and coffee, and that seems to be really popular, and peppermint kits, which is kind of crushed peppermint candies on white or dark chocolate, and this is a really nice touch point at the end of the evening when you don't want to commit to dessert, but you just need something a little bright, a little just to finish it off. Um, and then I have all of my, you know, normal candy flavors, Butterfinger, M&M, cookies and cream, toffee, you know, you name it. But I do a lot of custom. And so if someone brings up a challenge, I'm always up to kind of speaking out and what we can do. 
And more recently, I have really been experimenting with truffles. Um, it's part of our portfolio and doing hand-painted truffles with this incredible ganache that people tell me is probably the best ganache they've had, which is very sweet. Um, and it is a labor of love as well. Probably, you know, there's so many different truffle flavors, and it really depends on the client's flavor profile. Some people really love mint. Others don't like mint at all, right? And so some people love coconut. Others don't. And so it really, that's part of kind of my understanding when working with clients is really hearing them and what they're interested in presenting. And some people just know that the product, and they're like, it doesn't matter, just whatever. It's all good. <laughs> But I would say that's kind of my top sellers. Though we do brownies and lemon bars um, and other things, but primarily everything is the pretzels and truffles. Um, I did start off uh, about a year and a half ago when I was starting a food business. Uh, it was important. People would taste my products at different events, and I did start getting and, and putting products in stores like Gusta Market and Metazoa Brewery and Hotel Tango and um, a couple wine stores. But I found just as growing a food business, for me particularly, because I do a higher-end product, um, it's very boutique and custom, that the ROI just isn't in there. Um, I'm not machine-making. Everything is by hand with my staff. And so it's great when I'm there and I'm giving out samples, product just flies off the shelf. But um, most people find me mostly through word of mouth. And I can do, you know, custom orders. There are still some shops. I, you know, we sold it up in Carmel at Soho. But most of the people find me now online or just repeat orders through just word of mouth. Take us back to that moment in time when you first received that order, that special custom order. So that was pretty exciting. So I kind of, I laughed because at the beginning of like Martha Stewart's first um, experience where she took her muffins into a business meeting, and that's essentially what happened, I didn't have my box, I had my some of my products, um, I had my packaging, some of the plastic bags and how it was going to look, and labels, but I didn't have the box, that I, my shipping box, that I had an idea I wanted. But it, being in small business, everything is volume driven, and so you have minimum orders, and so I had a thousand or custom boxes with my logo on it, which is a pretty expensive for, you know, startup business. And so I just kind of went to the meeting and pitched my product with my mock-up box and left them samples, which is a huge part of my strategy is just giving products away, getting it into people's mouths. And they were super impressed. They actually had been using a company out of Ohio that is fairly well known for the last three years, uh, much larger. And, you know, I didn't know if I even had a chance to get their business or not, but they loved it and said they would be back with me, and within a couple of days, they said they would send me a check for 50% of the order within the week, and they did, and that gave me enough money to buy, immediately start the process to buy my boxes for shipping and my shred and really kind of get me the confidence and going, oh my goodness, this is real now. <laughs> this is really real now. So it was super, super exciting. I was pinching myself. Of course, I took the picture of the first check. I'm like, wow, this is super exciting. And so, um, 
And then they ordered again last year, and I am having great confidence they will order again this year. So <laughs> it's, um, it's super exciting. That is such an incredible story. What is the most challenging about your work? Just kind of resting in the space that you are. I think, you you know, for me, I am a small business, and so I want so much to be bigger. I also want to continue being able to stay true to myself and never compromise the integrity of the product. And so just it's that constant rub of wanting that growth and having constant sales, but also learning and growing in the process and not taking on too over committing myself to too many things, but also when it is slower because it's chocolate and it's kind of, you know, it's a little bit more seasonally driven, um, just kind of the highs and the lows uh, that we experience, I think is probably the one of the challenges. Right. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. So, um, I think, you know, like I said, when we first started, it was great. I was not as selective. People would always ask me, can you donate products here and can you do this? And at the beginning, when you're starting a business, I'm not sure there's any wrong way, especially when you're learning. You know, you're trying to figure out how, what the market will bear, how people are getting to know your name. And so you try a lot of different ideas. Um, to see what touch points are working. For me, I have a pretty high-end product that people really have responded well to. And so for me, just continually being very strategic about where I give my products away um, has become much more um, a part of my kind of marketing strategy and marketing plan. And so I'm more selective now. And some of the more the food shows or places that people would think they should see me, I've been able to really, you know, understand my voice, get narrowed down some of the questions to say, is this really good for where my business needs to be? You know, giving away free products to 2,000 people that are just looking for samples and there's lots of other chocolate products is probably not the best strategy for me. A, they may not remember who I am. They're just getting free food. They're not necessarily buying at the time versus being very, very strategic about, okay, this is an event. This has got the right clientele for me. This is where I can spend a little bit more money in packaging and getting my product into the mouth. And so learning to trust yourself, um, at first, there's no wrong answers. Just get it out there. But then you start realizing, okay, this is really, this necessarily didn't work, but this is where I need to spend a lot of my time and energy. What keeps you invested and in pushing forward? Oh, wow. You know, I I am learning so much every single day. Um, just whether it's the confidence of my own inner voice, the confidence of me in my like business acumen, whether it's creativity, like for right now, I've been really focusing on this custom hand-painted truffle. Again, I preface, I do not have a food background. I am not a formal chocolatier, but I am a constant learner of life, and I believe just from my coaching experience, from everything else, if you proceed and do it with integrity and love, you can figure this stuff out. You know, there, um, my biggest you know, doubt when I was 
starting out is like, wow, it's only chocolate. Like, people love this. Like, but it's only chocolate. I'm not curing cancer. Like, I'm not doing anything really important. And yet I have found just the power of what I am doing is actually so much power in and of itself. And so, uh, wow, what keeps me going? Uh, You know, I have a great family, a supportive family. I am thrilled by strong women that I continually meet um, that are encouraging women entrepreneurs, both in the food space and without, that are super just encouraging and supportive and helpful, right? Um, Food mentors, resources, leadership business books. I mean, it's all fascinating to me and it does keep me going because I'm constantly growing my own abilities, my confidence in myself and, and what I'm representing. I really do connect with your mantra and it speaks volumes to your character and what you put into your brand and organization that you run. And I remember speaking to you yesterday and you were talking about your audiobook. So I definitely connect with that and, and staying on top of the latest books out there that are kind of motivational and, and inspirational too. So finding that balance and incorporating in what you can from just the valuable pieces of resources that are out there. Now I'd like to jump into the top five pieces of advice for starting a food business. I think number one, you don't have to have all the answers up front. You can find food mentors. Um, This is a very food friendly uh, industry, uh, especially the Indianapolis community. And I don't think you have to go, well, I need this done and this done and this done. It will come. Um, I think there is a number two. I think um, trust your gut. Know, you know, where you need to be with your product. Know kind of where you realistically are right now and where you need to go. But start with where what you stand for so don't change the integrity of what you are delivering I mean that has got to be first and foremost at the front um, your branding your um, the product needs to be there at the very core level but being able to trust your gut and saying no is great being able to say yes I'm, I'm willing to take this risk and know that that that's okay uh, Maybe three, never compromise yourself or your product. Um, Don't try to rush out something to just get it done. Um, Set realistic expectations so you have solid work-life balance because in the food space, I mean, knowing so many women in the food, you and men, it can be 24 hours. It can be all-consuming. You know, in the food space, it's all hours. It's early mornings. It's late nights. It's all these different deliverables. And so you need to be able to have super confidence and, and not be able to compromise yourself. And I think probably one of the other things that I would say is really important is embrace failure. Like failure isn't necessarily a, a bad thing. Um, it actually, by closing certain doors, um, it allows 
for where you need to be. And I use the example of some of my boutique retail. You know, I really feel at first, a year and a half ago, I was like, wow, I'm so excited. I'm here at this place or I'm here. I've arrived. And as I developed and grown my food business, I'm going, hmm, this isn't necessarily the best ROI for me. And it's not necessarily a failure. It's a great product. It's maybe just the wrong audience and the wrong market. And so I think that failure allows you to really align yourself of where you need to be. And probably finally, number five, just know your worth. Know what you stand for, whether that's your time, your product, your energy. Just know your worth and keep reminding yourself of that. So I don't know if that was really food, but that's kind of what helps me navigate in this food business. (laughs) Spectacular pieces of advice. Where can the audience learn more about you and your company? Absolutely. So uh, they can go to my website, which is www.myprettylittlepretzel.com. I have an Instagram page at my pretty little pretzel. Twitter is at custom pretzel, and I also have a Facebook page, my pretty little pretzel. Wonderful. Kate, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed it as well. All right, that's it for today. Join in every Friday for fresh content and an amazing lineup of interviews. Thanks for listening.